0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. We're back after the long weekend. It's Tuesday, it's the 3rd of October, 2023. And coming up, we're getting fit. We're talking about reading the news and an Envision webinar that's called People Talking. You're
0: listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your host Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean
1: Priest, Happy uh, Tuesday. Happy new month as well. Oh, wow. Now you confuse
2: me. I don't know where I am. Hello, Stephen. How are you, sir? <laughs> uh, you're right here and uh, it's Double Tap and it's your happy place. Oh, thank you. I am feeling happy, actually. I've got a, another coffee. I think you've started to convert me. I'm getting into my oh. coffee. <laughs> have you got a machine yet? No. What? No, actually, we do have a machine. Um, oh. I think it's our third machine and it's like the other two just sits there covered in dust don't think it's ever been used Is it one of the pod ones? It is, yes Is it a Tassimo or something like no, that?
1: It, yeah, not how you pronounce it but yes, uh, that is oh, that's exactly what me, it is Excuse me, Mr. Uh, Italian How
2: do you I, pronounce it? Uh, well, you don't pronounce it in Tassimo It's Tassimo That's exactly not, That's how they say it in um Rome
1: Careful Yeah <laughs> Are you just thinking of the country that's least likely to be offended by this? No, no. Because we I'm always go after it. the Italians. Did I not once I offend Italians before with going after them about pizza? Uh, well, probably. Probably running after the pizza man.
2: That's probably how you offended them. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, Tassimo. <laughs> Look, I, you always go, ooh, when it turns up, you unpack it, and you throw in a pod and you use it, and then never use
1: it again. Oh, are you kidding? It's, 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 honestly, it's my prized possession. I think every year since we started doing this show... I've had it in my gift guide list at the end of a year. It's always been in my list. Mm. And actually, do you know what? Speaking of that, so we got a message in from Tim Dixon. I'm going to play it in a little bit later. He's got an embarrassing blind blunder to share. Oh, I love a blind blunder. This one's interesting, though, because although you kind of go, oh, that's terrible. And "Ooh," you kind of also think, hang on a minute, that could very easily happen to me. So maybe it happening to Tim is a lesson for us all. Oh, what a beautiful learning moment for us all. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, anyway, what's this got to do with coffee? Well, uh, I was thinking about the coffee machine in the gift guide, which, by the way, he has written for his blog. He's written an article about basically the top gifts he thinks for, for this time of year, for heading up to the holidays. Christmas. It was very, very good. You know how good it was? I actually re
2: x it. You re it. Is that, yes. that what they say now? Is, is that I, the? Th- well, I just made it up. All right, <laughs> I reposted it, and you know what I'm like. I'm never on there. Um, yeah, it
1: was really cool. Well done, Tim. I think you're starting to get into uh, X. I just I've noticed you're posting. You're not posting a mastodon. Just saying. I can't. I can't cope with two things
2: at once. I only one at a time. I can't do two. I just get buffer. You sends it to both. Oh, now now I've got to learn another thing. That's it's buffer accessible? Oh, yeah, it's
1: so difficult. Do you know how to? Do you know how
2: to post? Do you know how to write a I've message? I've used Buffer before, and it kept sending right. me messages saying you've gone over your limit of da 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 da. What's that Buffer? I don't
1: believe that for a minute. Well. You clearly someone's hacked your account. <laughs> you post once a year if you're lucky. <sighs> okay, carry on about Tim. Anyway, so we'll come back to that because Tim is going to join us uh, for his gift guide suggestions. And I was thinking this would be a good time to have a think about what gift gadget, what anything at all, really. And we're talking. Maybe we should put a. a, a top price on this of oh, $10 well, We say 500, $500 I think is fair right because oh, right. I'm thinking about things like there's going to be things in there like the Hable and stuff like that right so let's say $500 Canadian is the top What's the, I don't know what that is in, in pounds but $500 Canadian um, <laughs> that's about 350 and the, US
2: and about uh, 250 UK maybe oh I'm
1: sorry I didn't realise you were the exchange rate man
2: uh, oh, you're oh,
3: so uh, clever
1: thank you That's probably totally Uh, wrong. Anyway, there we go. That is the, (laughs) it was made up. But let's see, $500 Canadian, that's the top price. What would you put into a gift guide? Let's create together. Let's all get together and create a gift guide this year. And uh, we'll hang it on the tree. Well, not the gift, obviously, especially if it's a Perkins Brailler, because that would be- It'll bend it. It'd be a bit lop-sided, the tree, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: But yeah, we should do that. I need no presents. I need nothing for the rest of my life. I am happy. Oh, why is that? I've received a present. That's all I'm saying. Do you know what? Yes.
0: So did
1: I! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boxes are right. Yeah, do you know what? Uh, I have to say, uh, and this one, no surprise to anybody, but it is actually a huge surprise to us uh, because Apple sent us a 15 Pro. You got a 15 Pro Max, I got you? a 15
2: Pro Max. God bless you, Apple. Yes, um... I'll I, I, never talk about Google again, brought <laughs> it. No, you know what? To <laughs> be Except fair, they said, you know, take a look and have a look at the accessibility. And I,
1: yeah. I said... And oh, no, we don't get to keep them, right? We have no, to send no. them back, but, yeah, yeah. you know, we get to play. And um, it's cool because they sent me the fine woven case and a, a, in and also in blue because they did ask what colour I'd like and I said blue titanium oh. uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm a style icon. And... Um, I got the fine woven case to go with it, and a tan MagSafe wallet. <gasps>
2: wow, that's favoritism. Oh wait, no, so did I. Yes, I have uh, actually. I have the um, woven case on. It's very nice. It feels a little bit feels a little bit um, well fabricy at the back there. That's a proper I like word. It. Yeah, it does. feel I, nice. I actually,
1: you know, I, I was kind of. Ex- I don't know what I was expecting because the reviews of the cases were so bad. Everybody was saying. I think one one said it was the worst case they'd ever held in their life really? I I actually thought it was quite nice. And I will say it does complement the phone well in terms of weight, because this was my thing, right? I was thinking, I hope this 15 Pro is a little bit uh, thinner. Well, not so much thinner, but certainly a little bit lighter. And it actually is thinner. When When you pair it up to the iPhone 14 Pro, it's not so much difference in height, but in difference in width for certain. It is definitely a bit narrower. They have taken in those bezels. Um and then of course on top of that you had the case and of course I had an Autobox case on my other phone, so that's just basically wrapping a tank around your iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Um whereas this fine woven case, it's much nicer, it's much lighter, much nicer on hand. It's more like I mean it's it's not as small as, but it's more like the thirteen mini that I used to love. Um closer really? to and I've got the thirteen mini here, so let me just put oh don't know what that was a well, drop. Dropped never it. mind. That's
2: that gob. <clears> Sorry, iPhone, was
1: fine. Uh, so I've got the auto box next to it, and I would say it's maybe a half an inch difference in height, maybe just a very, very small amount of width difference. Um, but yeah, but half an inch difference in height and same, same thickness, I would say. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's not that much different, but I'd say it's closer to the Mini than it's ever been. And in terms of weight, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not as light as the 13 Mini is, even with its case on, but it's still light. And it's a really nice, and I, I just, again, I go back to this point about having the issues I've had with my hands, and I've, I've enjoyed using this in the past couple of days. And the case feels really nice. It doesn't feel too slippy, no, um, but it has nice. that nice fabric feel to it. The, the MagSafe wallet on the back doesn't add a lot of weight either. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really like it. Of I, course, I, the action button, but we'll get to all oh, that.
2: Oh, the action button.
1: Um, I'm still not convinced by the
2: MagSafe wallet on the back. Now, you bought one of these previously, I'm sure, because I remember um, pointing bought and laughing it, lost at it. you.
1: Yeah. Really.: what the, see, yeah. Ironically,
2: the one with the fine mine in it, and I can't find it.: Well, that's the one Apple sent us, right? The one with the fine yeah. mine in it. So this is just almost like a little pouch, just for holding a couple of debit cards, credit cards, and it snaps onto the magsafe at the back of the phone. I, I was expecting, when I read the description, I was expecting a proper, like almost a wallet case. You know, mm. any time I hear with spaces to hold cards, I think, okay, that's going to be a, a wallet, a, a wallet case that that rolls all the way around, wraps all the way around. But it doesn't. It's just like a little, tiny little thing that just snaps onto the back. Do you trust that for staying on, staying attached? Again, this is attached purely by the magnets.
1: Short answer: yes, because I've had no reason to doubt it. Even in the early days, even the very first one that came out was pretty solid. I mean, it was probably, I think they added stronger magnets on the second edition with the fine My. Uh, this latest edition, it snaps on so tight, it's never going to come off. You have to be careful, right? If you're pulling that out of a pair of jeans. Well, that's the thing, though. I'm always pocket, pulling it out of my jeans pocket, so you think it you, would you just might be might find it catches. Off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's always a risk. But, you know, you just have to be aware of it, right? I mean, just have to be aware it's there. Well, as soon um, as I... I had a little look at it, um,
2: it was immediately taken off me and said, oh, can I have that? Um, Sarah, and I asked her uh, the same question, would you trust that? Because she, she's the only one that uses cards. I haven't used cards in forever. so. Hmm. Um, but she said, exactly the same as you. Yeah, it's really secure. So um, maybe it's just yeah. me. I, I, I just don't have a need for it. But uh, it's cool that it's got Find My built into it. So if it does drop off, at least you could find it, right?
1: Uh, you tweeted last night or oh, what is it they call it i'm getting so sick of this i asked. Oh, i'm saying tweeted i'm tweeting no, I, no. I don't care i am I'm, no, I'm, I'm no i am i'm saying i'm tweet. yeah i don't care i know okay. you don't acknowledge my you don't acknowledge anything <laughs> i write so it doesn't make any difference Or emails. i tweeted or you tweeted i uh, sorry i should say uh that you had uh, set up your action button for a very specific function and it involved let's just say a, a slightly better version of siri yeah, that's right.
2: So the action button is the thing that I was really intrigued by, and it's very nice, by the way. So it's just where the mute button usually sits. It feels different Tactility. It feels different. That's a proper word, Tactility. It feels different from the volume. Button. That's a word, Stephen. Don't don't laugh. Well, under- it is.
1: It's just not not uh, not pronounced in any way. That are you are you uh, in charge? Pronounced. Are you in charge of the pronunciations on macOS voiceover? <laughs> That's how it, it feels different. It's easily
2: differentiated between the well volume done. buttons. It's very nice. So I went straight into settings, and underneath the control center uh, option uh, is action button. And in there is just uh, an adjustable carousel, and you swipe through, and you choose what that button does. By default, it is the silence button, you know, ring or silent mm. to turn off your ringtone or notification tones. Fine. Um, but the other options you've got is magnifier, so you can start up the magnifier. Uh, you've got voice memos, and that is really cool, by the way. You've also got the option to do uh, activate a shortcut, an Apple shortcut, um, focus mode. Come on, Stephen, help me out. There's others. Um, choose your accessibility mode, and mm. probably something else. But the thing I wanted to try, firstly, I tried voice memo. Right, because I wanted to see that simply pressing that action button, did it just bring up voice memo? In which case you still got to use the screen to go to the record button, double tap and all that. Well, no. You simply hold that action button down for a couple of seconds. It does a little haptic vibration and it goes ting and you're recording. And then you record away and then you hold that button again down for a second and it'll go ting again and you've stopped recording. It's basically a dictaphone just added on it is so cool and the quality was absolutely amazing so that was very nice but i really wanted to check out shortcuts because i was hoping there was a way to get be my ai to when i press that button it just takes a picture and then starts describing um that's not built in yet uh, i have xed um mike to ask him for that feature so hopefully um... sounds like you've
1: unfriended him
2: <laughs> it does doesn't it <laughs> No, no. All right. I tweeted him. Um, So I I wanted to try using... I can't wait
1: for the social network called Ghost. That's what I can't wait for. (laughs) That's (laughs) the one called Ghost. (laughs) I ghosted him.
2: Uh, What was I saying? Okay. So I created a shortcut basically to open ChatGPT. And in their last update, you were able to have a conversation with ChatGPT. So you just ask the question and they answers or it answers So that's what I've got now. So on the right-hand side, using the normal side button, it starts Siri. And if I do it on the left-hand side with the action button, I can ask ChatGPT
1: anything I like. And let's just leave it there. Please don't ask me for a live demo. Uh, Well, you can listen to a bit of it on X, can't you? Um, Should we put that Mastodon? That would be interesting for people to hear.
2: It took me long enough to try and figure out X (laughs) to put it on there. Um, Yes, I did tweet out. You can find me on X at Sean's Shed, S-H-A-U-N-S-S-H-E-D, probably. And uh, yes, I did post it up on there. Just a little demo. But honestly, it's really cool. Now, I'm not saying everyone can just rush out and do that. Firstly, you need the action button, which is only on the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max. So You're paying for that, right? Mm -hmm. Also... You need to be a plus member of ChatGPT. I pay £20 okay. just to try this out. So it's nineteen ninety nine a month in UK. Wow. Um, but I really wanted to try it out. But to be honest, it blew me away. It's absolutely amazing.
1: And of course, there's lots of people developing shortcuts that create lists. So when you hold in that bar, you press the button, it will come up with a list of options. So you could have lots of different things in there. But you know, I have to be honest, as soon as people start talking about shortcuts, I just want to back away as far away as possible because I just don't get shortcuts at all. I really wish I did. Mm. I really wish I could start building them because I could see that I totally get the, the reasoning for it and I get the value in it. I just don't get it. I don't understand how you build them. I also don't quite understand how you even implement them in. You know, I've managed to get one to work, I think, and then the other ones all just kept failing. So I don't know. What, it's well, clearly thing, something I'm doing wrong. The good
2: thing about shortcuts is that you can share them. So, you know, mm. much cleverer people than you and I can build them and simply share them out to the community. So it is doable. But, um, yeah, the potential here is really cool. I agree with you. I really struggle with shortcuts. I find the interface um, confusing. But um, the, for the, what I did, it was two actions in there open Chat GPT, then open a conversation. So it was very, very basic stuff. Um, but
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's powerful though, right? I mean, it's, it's giving oh, you absolutely. lots of information. I was really impressed at how it spoke to you in the demo that, that you played in online. You know, you were, you were talking to this, well, uh, you were talking to Chat GPT, but it was, it was answering you. You asked it about Double Tap and the voice came back and said, it's a show on AMI-audio, uh, which you're a co-host of. And I thought, wow, you know, it wasn't just this is what this is. It knew it was talking to you and it knew that you were that person referenced in this article. I mean, that's smart, right? That is like, wow. It's, well, again, in the um,
2: ChatGPT app, you can give it, it's called, I think, customized prompting. You can give it information about yourself. So you can give it your name. You can give it your age. You can give it what you do, any other detail you'd like. And, of course, it keeps that. In mind when it's answering you, and plus the information that it brings up, it's really cool, really cool. Yeah, I, really impressed me. And the voices are amazing. There's about four or five voices um, that are available to talk back to you, and they are wow, they are
1: so good. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Uh, also, I have to say, iOS 17 has a number of new voices in there, and in uh, under UK there is a two new voices which came in as part of iOS 17. One is a a female, I want to say Yorkshire, England. Uh, Am I right in saying that? Yes. I keep saying Yorkshire, but I don't know if it is. Yorkshire, Lancashire, yeah, it's around there, yes. Kind of north. So for people outside the UK, what are we talking, north of England? Yes, the northwest. Farmers? No, that's the southwest. Northwest. All right, I see. That's what I mean. This is why I
2: don't get into this, right? I've got the farmer
1: accent. Sounds a bit
2: pirate All right. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right, my lover. Yeah, all that. Uh, And then you've got your Yorkshire would let me hear this, let me play you this voice, listen to this voice, let me see uh nine
4: eleven Tuesday, the third of October.
1: I mean, how beautiful is that voice, How gorgeous is that
2: accent uh, well you 've got me sort of cornered here because my partner is obviously from Lancashire, so oh yes, I love it it 's gorgeous. <laughs> it sends my knees a quiver. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's difficult when you live with it. it's like Fiona is the Scottish voice, and I just can't really get on with her because it's a bit too close to home for me. It's like, ah, uh, I hear the accent all the time. I don't want to hear it on my phone. Uh so hearing something different is quite nice. And I think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people tend to go for a different you know a lot of friends of mine have got Australian or you know, and they're not in Australia, they just like that it's accent. just the
2: voice you just you know you, yeah, you've, you just you've, you've kind of i like a voice.
1: that voice because we're listening to it so much
2: i must admit i tend to swap around a little bit oh, so not do I. not yeah. very often but you know you get a bit okay no matter how hooked nice on voices. Jamie
1: for a long time i thought Jamie, Jamie was a great voice hooked on Jamie yes but then the problem is so i'm doing the show here and unfortunately mac doesn't have the sound split option that you get with uh, jaws or mvda on the pc so you can't split the, the voiceover and the main audio, the system audio. And so I'm trying to listen to you and hear a screen reader at the same time. And the problem with that is, if you've got a male voice, it can get a bit lost in there. No, because so I sound of a professional pitch. like Jamie. That's right. It's more pitch I'm talking about, no, right? I think so it's you more need pronunciation. The pitch. Ta- and I really need to get that Ta-tillion. pitch pretty high to get over your voice. I so. Dare you. <laughs> Especially if you get excited. So it's like I've got to get up to like 80%. So yeah, so I have voice three. I'd love to know what your name is, but I just call you voice three. And um that's the voice I use. And it is so much clearer to listen to. She has fantastic diction. Mm. She could be a broadcaster. If she wasn't a robot, in fact, she probably will be a broadcaster by the end of the show. Five years, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Spotify will hire her immediately as a DJ. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just so cool, and I love all these new voices are coming through, and the same on Windows as well. We saw two, is it two or three new voices added? I
2: believe four new voices four? in the latest update. Yeah, two Indian English and two UK English. Sonia okay. is the one for me. Absolutely amazing. There's yeah, that's Ryan. The last one and the two Indian voices and the names I can't pronounce because I can't remember them at the moment. Um, But yeah, again, so amazing. Those natural voices from Microsoft, amazing. And their file size is nothing. It blows my mind. It downloads in seconds. I just want them system-wide. I want to use them in NVDA. I want to use them in JAWS. I want to use them absolutely everywhere because they're that good. But here's the one that gets me
1: eloquence is now on the Apple Watch. Hooray! Oh, no one cares. Yeah, I mean, sorry. I, I am so... Thank you. Well done, Apple. Take your bow. Why? Because you deserve it. You. De- I am going to go after this and check out my Apple TV to see if Eloquence is on there because that's the only one that doesn't have it. Yeah. If it doesn't, I I don't know. I haven't been on there and to check.
2: And then you can annoy everyone in the house. My wife will hate it. Yes, yes. I mean, Most people will hate what, it. Wow. Uh, Man, eloquence on the watch. Do you Listen need
0: it
1: that. even? Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. Okay. In my opinion, uh, but no. Actually, in <laughs> fairness, I think I'll probably have that Yorkshire girl on there. <laughs> in the end. I mean, it's, it's actually it, the, the the speaker on the Ultra is so good that it's kind of wasted having eloquence on there, right? Because it's so robotic and you know it's obviously a much lower bit voice. Whereas you want something that's big and boomy and a bit more, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. I a mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little bit
1: dismissive
2: of it, but i got to say, the voices on the Apple Watch now are so much better than they were. Remember when we were just trying to change it between a Siri voice or Daniel or whatever it was, the two voices, and it's like, you turn it on, and, well, i got to wait a week now until it decides to change over. you got to leave yes, overnight on a, right. on a Wi-Fi charger while you're standing on your head or whatever it was. But now it's very much as it is on the iPhone, really. they They've really improved that.
1: I mean, I get that there's obviously issues and there still will be issues with Apple um, bugs and so on. And, and that is going to be the case across, you know, iOS, macOS for certain, all of that. I think we also have to remember the progress as well. I mean, you know, even eloquence coming. was a bit of a surprise when it happened. And that was only a year ago.
4: And, yeah. you know, suddenly yeah. it's,
1: it's here. And then yeah. now we have all these new voices coming through. And I just think, you know, sometimes we're very quick to dismiss and say, yeah, yeah, but there's this and there's that. And yeah, of course, that's important. I mean, you know, for anyone who uses Braille on an iPhone or on a Mac, you've got a lot of problems right now. And I I totally feel that because, uh, you know, getting into this world, using Braille more and even using my Braille display with my phone more, I'm starting to hit some of these roadblocks and You know what they say, nothing's a problem till it happens to you. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say. Now you're
2: looking at it, it's like, hang on, this is a disgrace. (laughs) This is an absolute disgrace. (laughs) I demand to speak to Tim Cook now. It's a subset of a minority of a minority. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely an issue and it does get overlooked.
1: It does. Sadly, it does. Uh, Now, there was some other news last week. Tail end of last week, actually, we couldn't get to it. We were off yesterday, but we didn't get to this one, uh, which was the Envision webinar. Last week. Now, I don't know if you caught it, but uh, Michael Babcock had been uh, listening into it for us and uh, he sent in this message to give us his thoughts on the Envision webinar. Two main announcements came out of this. One, a subscription model for Envision glasses. Now, we knew a subscription was coming next year, but we weren't expecting this particular subscription (laughs) to be offered. Uh, so we'll get to that, and we'll get our thoughts on, that on the other side. Also, an accessible QR code scanner with some interesting potential reverberations for product manufacturers around the world. Let's hear what uh, Michael has to say about the Envision webinar following his uh, assessment of it.
0: So I was live posting, and you can't call it live tweeting on Mastodon, the Envision webinar and i got distracted about halfway through with other things so i wanted to give a couple of thoughts on what they announced last week if you didn't hear envision announced a subscription-based model for their envision glasses that's available now in the united states for 150 dollars a month you get what sounds like a customized version of the top tier of the envision glasses and you also get updates into warranty now of course, there was a lot of pushback for $150 a month. I am definitely not saying that that is cheap at all. However, as I posted on Mastodon, I don't also have 1500 to 3500 to drop on a pair of Envision glasses to see if I like them. So... I could easily, well, maybe not easily, I could more easily budget $150 to try out the glasses to see if there's something that I want to save up for or seek out additional funds to be able to actually get. Because my problem, and I'm sure some of you have this issue as well, is I'll buy technology and... Wasn't there a a segment? What's in Steven's drawers or what's in your drawers? Because then it gets thrown in a drawer or on my case, the back of the desk, and I don't use it. So I'd rather do that with $150. Say, hey, if you're not going to use this, send it back, stop paying for it. And when you break it down at $150 a month, that gives you for the top of the line envision glasses, 24 months to test out the glasses to see if they're a good fit for you. And at that point, maybe you'll be not using them, but you can return them and stop using them. Or you can pay $3,600 up front, use them and maybe not in two years. I don't know. It's all about perspective, I think. Is it affordable? Is 3,600 affordable? They also announced this cool thing that I don't quite understand, but from the YouTube video I checked out, it sounds like... They want to push for product manufacturers to be using QR codes on products more. And the reasoning is from 121 centimeters, you can scan a QR code and it'll give you some basic information about what QR code you are scanning. And then as you get closer in the demo they showed on YouTube to about 60 centimeters, it will allow you to unlock more information so you can hear more details. The example used was for a container of laundry detergent. So I might be more likely to pick up a pair of Envision glasses and the QR code feature. I'm going to start playing with to see if there's more QR codes around me because you can use that on the app. Which they did mention, by the way, that the Envision app is working its way to the Blind Shell Classic 2.
1: So Quite a lot to pull out of that. Um, good news to hear that it's coming to envision uh, to uh, be my, what's it called? Be, be my blind shell. <laughs> my blind uh, shell yeah. classic. Be my blind shell envision <laughs> <app> AI glasses. <laughs> AI. Um, yeah, all those things. Uh, yeah, um, but I must admit, you know, and I do want to talk about the accessible QR code thing as well, but let's start with the subscription. So, This is where they're moving to. They want to move to a a plan where you can pay $150 in the US uh, per month for the glasses. So, Sean, have Envision made this product more accessible in terms of price, and would this be something you would want?
2: Uh, Ooh, okay. So I've seen a lot, a lot of quite... Loud backlashing to this, yeah. Obviously, um, have they made it accessible more accessible? Then, yes, of course, they have. If you haven't got the initial outlay of multiple thousands of pounds or dollars, um, absolutely now you can test this thing out, um, you know, for the, the monthly fee of for 150, which is fine. Um, would I want one? No, I'm sorry, I still think. I think it's so early days for this market, this sector, wearables. And with the likes of Celeste coming about, we have the Meta glasses, obviously without the same sort of functionality of uh, the Celeste glasses or Envision glasses. But who knows where that's going to go. I think maybe I I wouldn't personally jump on board with this. I think this this is going to get a lot cheaper fairly soon. So for me, no. I wouldn't jump on board with this. I think it's just mm. left it a little bit too late. Um, but it's more... The only thing I'm, I, I wasn't sh- uh, sure about that, I thought you still had to pay for the glasses and you paid the 150 a month anyway for the top-of-the-line features, which I'm still... Oh, no, no, that
1: would be ridiculous. So that would
2: be absolutely ridiculous. But at the end... <clears throat> excuse me. At the end of, let's say, 24 months... You still don't own those glasses if you're paying the 150 subscription. That is just a rolling monthly thing. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. No, not for me. That's not to say they're not for anyone else. They could be great. A lot of these things, I think, you know, if you need them for work, for employment, for education, absolutely, there's a use case. For me at home, that sort of outlay, unless I've got that money spare, no, I'd rather just use the app.
1: So we'll take a break. We'll come back because there's some interesting comments that we've been getting in our email inbox, which actually might tie into this a little bit. It's not specifically on this topic, but it does tie into affordability. We'll come back in a moment and discuss that. This is Double Tap.
0: Call the Double Tappers now, 1-877-803-4567 or email us, feedback at doubletaponair.com.
1: OK, so before the break, we were talking about Envision. Uh, they've announced a new subscription model, so $150 a month US, and you can get access to Envision glasses and all the new features and all the cool stuff that goes with it. You can, of course, still buy the glasses outright if you want to, um, but you know this is an option to get more people on board. I want to bring in this email because we've had this conversation for a long time in the show about affordability of accessible technology, OK? Uh, this email, uh, read by Laura, uh, I think shines a light on this and maybe helps us understand where envision are coming from here.
4: Hi, I'm a recent listener and have really been enjoying the podcast. I especially love that it's a daily podcast. I'm a college student and need a constant stream of audio entertainment. I'm happy Apple Podcasts recommended Double Tap to me. I have a question and I'm very curious about your opinion. For context, I'm looking to get a new Braille display. I currently have the Braille Note Touch Plus, but I've had it for about two years and I feel it may eventually stop working on me. I didn't get this one new. The Commission for the Blind took advantage of Humanware's boost-up plan. The main two things this display has done are randomly turning off on me and the keyboard will freeze at random times, even when I change the case. I'm thinking of getting a Mantis Q40. Unfortunately, I'll have to wait around a year or two before I can get it. While it's not as expensive as other displays, it's still something I can't afford, so I need some time to save up for it. Assistive technology companies tend to target organisations, but never the average customer. Not everyone is registered with a blindness organisation. Also, even if someone is, it doesn't mean the organisation will get them the assistive technology they need. For example, I can only get assistive technology from the Commission for the Blind under the condition that I'm in school or working. Even if I need it, they won't help me otherwise. My question is this. Do you think there will be a point where assistive technology companies will start targeting the average customer? you think assistive technology eventually will become more affordable
1: so that's a great question right wow tying Hmm. into this um just your timing on this is really interesting because i think that what it says to me is that there is a demand out there by individuals who want to buy tech like me uh, i guess like you to some degree um who want to buy stuff but it's just unaffordable you know the mantis q40 that you talk about I am the same as you on this. I want this thing, but it's so much money. Here in the UK, it's over £3,000, and it's just too much at the moment. I'd have to put away and, and save up for that. And of course, yes, there is the divide-by option, but even divide-by, when you add that up, it's pretty expensive. You know, especially if you're paying over 12 months, you're dividing that by 12. It's a lot of money. So my question is, you know, is Envision doing the right thing here? Because they're kind of doing that, aren't they? They're, I mean, I know that's one hundred and fifty dollars a month. it's it. a lot of money. You don't own it, no. But there is a question mark here, and I, I'd love to get Envision on to answer this. Because the one thing about all this that worries me most is that you're buying into something that's rather old technology, right? The, the app is new, the, the features are new, and all of that. But the technology is based on is not. In fact, it's, it's, it's more than old. It's out of date. It's discontinued. Yes. Your glass is gone. Yep. So, you know, you're buying into something that is not being produced anymore at $150 a month. You're getting all the new features, okay. But does that mean that if Envision turn around in a a six months time and say, okay, we've partnered with Celeste or someone else and we're going to offer those glasses instead. If I'm paying that subscription, do I get those new glasses? And if I do, then that is more appealing to me. I, I would say That is the yes. bit that makes it more appealing. When it says and updates and not, upgrades, I assume that to mean hardware as well, not just software. Well, that is interesting to me because that makes it more interesting long-term. And I think that this is something that perhaps other tech companies could learn from. Really? Well, I, I do. I mean, I think about humanware and I think about you know the, the stuff they sell. And I think you know they are selling to a, a business market. They're selling to government, right? They're selling to governments, who are willing to pay the money? Then that's great. But your average consumer just can't go out and spend three thousand pounds or four thousand dollars on a new Braille display. No. But if you said to me sixty dollars a month, you can have a Mantis, and when we bring out a new Mantis, the Q40 XL or the Q42, then you can have it. You know, it'll just be upgraded. I totally I get think that. That is more appealing to me as a consumer than spending a huge amount of money as a down payment. To find out six months' time, I have to replace it or something new come out, which is way better. But I'm stuck with this thing that I can't get rid of now because no one will buy it because the new one's out.
2: Yeah, there's so many different angles. Okay, firstly, $150 a month is a lot of money, right, for the service itself, for what Envision offers. I'm not saying it's a bad service. Of course it's not. That's still a lot of money for something like that.
1: So okay, why... yeah, I know I get that I understand the I understand the money's a lot of money right. I'm yes. not saying that the envision have got it right in terms of the price. What I'm saying is they are trying to aim at a market who are not able to just drop three and a half thousand dollars or whatever it is for a pair of glasses
2: yeah no I, I get that, but what you said there was that if later on they switched over to the Celeste glasses, which mm. by the way, have they even announced what their plan is for the future? I know they said they've got plenty in stock of the Google Glass, but anyway.
1: There's, we, no, there's no actual plan. It we seems, well, should, yeah, well, there's nothing they've revealed. We need I'm to sure know there's a plan. Yeah. Uh,
2: um, but besides that, you said you would be quite happy to continue paying 150 for the Celeste. Well, no, there's a huge price difference in the hardware here, the price of the Google Glass versus the Celeste, hundreds versus thousands. So I would think, like handsets, smartphones, that the price of the hardware is built into that $150, even though you're not actually owning it at the end of it. So I would expect that cost to go right down. If they suddenly switched over to Celeste, I would expect to pay no more than $50 a month.
1: Which tops. they could do, yeah. And and absolutely, they may do that. I mean, obviously, you're dealing with a very different um, cost level when it comes to that particular. But I'm talking about this, the the idea of this, the
0: theory the idea, of this. Yes,
2: the idea behind it. Look, we've seen it already with smartphones, where you pay a certain pound. Uh, you know, uh, the Apple do that. I don't know if we have it here in the UK. But you pay whatever it is, 40 Pounds or fifty dollars a month, and you basically you're leasing the phone. Mm -hmm. You never own it, but when the new one comes out, you just get the new one and you carry on chucking the money at it. That's on top of whatever you pay for your contract. I don't see anything wrong with that at all. I think when it comes to specialized tech, though, we still got that argument about the high pricing. You know, is it because of the R and D and the small target market? for that and the profitability of that sort of market or is it because that they know that government organizations are going to pay these prices because that's the prices they set and they're just simply not that worried about the home you know consumer when it comes to this hardware i don't know the answer to that i mean we are where we are but um i think there should be more financing options available for this stuff because expecting
1: people to outlay thousands of dollars is simply ridiculous there needs to be a conversation, and we need, and I think it's, it's starting to happen, where people are getting a little bit fed up and becoming more vocal about this. And there's so few of us in work. So these companies are thinking, okay, so if there's so few of you in work, and the only place we can really make our money is in the workplace, then that's where we'll aim our services. But you're forgetting there's a lot of people out there who are older, who've lost their vision. There's a lot of people out there who are younger who've maybe got access to grants or schemes or, you know, uh, maybe their family have money or whatever, right? There's, there's, there's also benefits that that certainly in the UK disabled people get, you know, there's a personal independence payment in the UK that, you know, to my mind, is what goes towards this kind of thing. That's what it's for, Stephen. That's what, that's what I use mine for. I pay my IRA bill every month and that comes out of that money because that is exactly what it's for. It helps me be independent. That's exactly what that money is for, in my view. And people who complain about the cost of IRA, I'll say, well, you know, that's what that money in this case is for. Uh, now, obviously, I'm talking about the UK here, but, you know, other other parts of the world may be different. But I, I just think that there needs to be more focus on the consumer. And this is, this is an opportunity, I think, to look at that. Now, I know that subscription is a horrible word. And it's becoming an ugly word, actually because it feels like everything is a subscription these days, everything. I mean, Our Lady A is going to become a subscription at some point. You know, everything, we, every TV service I use, I feel like I'm swimming in subscriptions most of the time. Yes, It just is constant, you know, and I still can't find anything good to watch. And so, you know, all this going on and, you know, you just think this is ridiculous, but it is the world we're in. And it does make things overall more affordable because you can at least get it and get the upgrades that's the key if i was just paying for the one thing i'd be because I, I, that's the thing right i'm kind of against buying the mantis at this stage because i'm just kind of waiting for something to drop i don't have any knowledge on this so don't hang around waiting if you want to get one get one but it's not like i have any prior knowledge here i don't but i just have it in my my mind that they're going to issue a new one at some point, somewhere. Every
2: year you wait, you know,
1: you're uh, a year yeah, closer, and I just to think the, it's closer to the next. And it might be five years, I don't know. That's always but, the you know, case with tech, though, right? Always. Well, yeah, but also remember that was the first edition of that. So I often think, okay, is there a second edition coming that they've added more into? I mean, one thing that, that kind of holds me back a little bit from the Mantis is that it doesn't have built in audio. So it's not a note taker. And I kind of feel that they've done that with the, the, the BIX range. Um, with the Braille displays, the, yeah. the Perkins-style Braille displays, but they haven't brought that feature to the Mantis. And I could almost see like a BIX version of the Mantis coming, you know, like a brilliant Mantis. That you would be an interesting device. I, 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 as I say, I have no knowledge of <laughs> this, so please don't call up We're a human way and start yes. shouting at them and saying, w- when is this thing coming? Because it's not, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just pontificating over here. Oh, um, stop Thank that. you. But... Uh, <laughs> Look, the end of the day, it comes to, Okay,
2: the prices are where they are, and obviously we can have a discussion about that. Let's say we all said, well, that's ridiculous, we're not paying that that price, and these companies all went away tomorrow. How many of us would actually care about that?
1: Well, that's an interesting question.
2: Would we notice For me, it doesn't make any difference because I can never afford any of those products. But if my child who goes to school or college... And needs access to specialist equipment because they're vision mm-hmm. impaired, then yeah. suddenly I'm outraged because it's not available. But at the same time, I'm never gonna buy it myself.
1: It's really um We're yeah. not working in a workplace. We're not work we don't have kids no. who are of, of an age who are going to school. So we're kind of outside of that loop of, of thinking, actually. And that's an important part of all this, right? Because like you say, if all these companies folded tomorrow, we'd get by. But Yeah, but we would. A lot of people wouldn't. If you're blind, Yeah,
2: I mean, what do you do then? Exactly. There's other people out there. Uh, But still, does that justify, just because it's needed and a necessity for some people, does that justify the price? It's it's the old, age old argument we've been having since dot, right?
1: Okay, let's talk about getting fit. Let's change tack a little bit here. Thanks. Uh, So. You can feedback on all this, by the way, because I'm sure you'll have plenty to say on it. Uh, it is a very interesting uh, thing. Oh, I, I want to actually, I will mention quickly the accessible QR code reader. I get it. I'm not entirely convinced I like the idea of trying to encourage every product manufacturer to use these QR codes. It's not going to happen. I'll tell you why. Well, I, I, first off, I don't think it'll happen. And secondly, it's already happening with an app called NaviLens, which is a much better QR code type system. Yes. Because NaviLens, you can see the code from much further away. So you can walk down an aisle holding out your phone and you'll, it'll grab the code of the product. And you know they're actually developing this into a lot of products here in the UK. Yeah, but if every product's got it. I think that might be going it. into the US as well.
2: If every product's got it, I mean, you've got to get next to the product you want anyway. Otherwise, it's reading really a whole
1: aisle load. Yeah, or no, a shelf no, yeah but, but but the idea of, of of another thing, right? I mean, we've got a barcode on there why can't they use the barcode for this stuff? I know yeah. the barcode is different because it's not as easily accessible, arguably. It's not always in the same place. It might be in the bottom of the products. You're not going to see it from afar. I get all that. But I just—I I think the more we ask, I, I think we must confuse, as a community, we must really confuse manufacturers. Braille on everything. Navi Lens codes on everything. QR codes on everything. So when does it end? Is this box just going to be full of codes and Braille and no room left for actual text to tell the sighted people what's in it? The sighted people will be going, what is this thing? (laughs) Just a a bunch of (laughs) squiggles.
2: Turn voiceover on. Good. Um, Welcome to our world. Yeah, Yeah. it it comes down to, look, there's legislation about labelling anyway, you know, certain information that needs to be shown. But again, the, the tech always advances. It's like... You know, what's the best connection? Well, currently it's USB C. Is that going to be the same in five years? Um yeah. it's the same sort of thing. QR codes were her heralded. Yes, that's correct, heralded as the future. And then
1: NaviLens came along and give us you know and, and exp- well, Why am I expanded? hearing a lot of blind people who are saying QR codes are, I mean, during the pandemic, for example, the whole checking in process you had to do at restaurants and stuff, you had to use QR codes. And a lot of people would say, This is not an accessible way of doing this. No, it's the same QR code we're talking about, right? And if that's the case, then, well, they'll just remain as inaccessible. So why are we, why are we wasting it's time the, having that discussion? It's it's, it's, who asked for that?
2: It's the same as Braille, though, right? It's all about knowing it's there in the first place. Um the difference is you don't have to feel around for a QR code. You can just sweep your phone around. And it's a bit, it depends how well it works and the integration into your smartphone rather than using a third-party app. There's all there's so many different things about it. But you need to know it's there. It's like you say with the barcodes. Barcodes should be fine, but you got to find the thing on the packet for one thing. At That's least
1: it's the one constant in a product, right? It's across the board that they have yeah. barcodes. Yeah, so, you know, that's one again you you got to try and work with people here, right? I mean, you can't have every manufacturer constantly change, "All oh, right, okay, so suddenly it was Navilens codes. We all liked that 5 minutes ago. Scrap all that, throw it, replace it with a QR code." And I know there are people advocating to not have braille on products now. I know that's going on. That's going on as well as Why? the, you know, Navilens codes versus QR code argument. If I was a manufacturer, I'd be like, guys, you know what? Go into a room, figure it out between you, and then come back and tell us what you decide, all right? Jury of 12 people, make a decision, and then come back to us, all right? Because I'd be sick of it by this point.
2: Yeah, It is ridiculous. We've got to get
1: some consensus on this.
2: Arguably, NaviLens or QR codes should be all you need because, one, you don't need an internet connection. With a barcode, you need to get that information. Now, you can have that on-device, a database of all products and that. But with the QR code or NaviLens itself, you can have the information built into that code, you know, uh, ingredients or whatever it may be. You've got a lot more storage uh, of information in that code, in the code itself. So arguably it should be between those two. But I mean, still, there's going to be arguments about which one is better. So it is tricky.
1: Uh, anyway, I, like I say, I want to talk about getting fit because, you know, I've been on my little, not, I don't want to call it a diet. It's just a journey, not eating garbage. That's it's, the best way. Yeah, just not eating trash. That's basically <laughs> it. And um, Trying to keep re- alive. Yes. Reducing my trash intake. Uh, And it's going okay. It's going all right. I feel good. And things are going well. And thank you to all of you who have been sending in lovely messages. It really means a lot. And uh, yeah, I do feel good. Uh, But I want to um, play in this little feature from Lena, who got in touch. A Wonderful Lena, who sent us in some ideas of uh, ways we can help ourselves get fit if we want to at home.
5: Hello, Double Tappers. This is Lena. On the September 6th show... Stephen and Sean were talking about getting fit. Today, I'd like to share my favorite four YouTube channels, which offer lots of free, well-described content. Two of the channels are For the Blind, but two of them are not. Let's start with For the Blind channels first. Eyes Free Fitness has been around for quite some time. Mel Scott created these programs to help blind people learn the various exercises and to get fit. There's balance, cardio, yoga, Pilates, strength training, and all of them are outstanding. The next channel is done by the Northwest Association of Blind Athletes. They put up new content every month and it is outstanding they have pe type programs yoga aerobic dance and more this is a good channel to come to if you like to attend mainstream aerobics because the typical moves are very well described here and i'm talking about things like lunges squats, skaters the two mainstream channels i'd like to share are walk at home This used to be called in-home walking. When Leslie Sansone created this in the late 80s, she had large people in mind. You know, the ones that are embarrassed to go to the gym because everybody else is so thin and slim. And she always described everything very well. She retired a couple of years ago, and some of the new leaders describe things well, and some of them do not. There's still a lot. To recommend this channel though, they also have an app called Walk at Home. It's seven US dollars a month. The accessibility is pretty good. I don't see the point in paying for it since we have so much available for free. Finally, my last channel I'd like to share is Senior Fitness with Meredith. I hear you young people laughing. But I hope all of you get to be as old as I am someday, so you'll need this channel. Meredith describes things beautifully. When I contacted her several years ago, she said, Oh, I've been accused of over-describing. Now I have the perfect answer. She's a nice lady, and I've gone to some of her in-person events, and they're a lot of fun. She has cardio for chair, for standing, balance, strength training, And then she has some routines to address specific issues that plague people like sciatica, osteoporosis. To make it easy for double tappers to find these channels, I have created a short playlist that features a sample from each of these channels. And I bet Stephen will put that in the show notes
1: it's already there. I've actually done it. I know it's very unusual for well, me well to do that. Well
2: done to you and well done to Lena. That is absolutely
1: yes, amazing. How wonderful is that, Lena? Thank you so much for that, and uh, definitely something to check out. Uh, food for thought for us all. Uh, oh, now, before good. we
0: go, uh, well done.
1: it's okay. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to praise myself on that one. Uh, hardly the most original thought I've ever had. Um, okay, let's finish up with a embarrassing blind blunder and ebb yes it's been a while tim got in touch uh tim dixon of course you'll remember who uh, was a wonderful contributor for us uh when he was at site village earlier this year and uh he is back with
3: uh an, an ebb to share so i wanted to share with listeners uh, an embarrassing blind blunder I was travelling down to London for work uh, this week and I have to change trains. I uh, had assistants booked en route and when the assistant came to get me off my train um, they said, is this your bag? To which it vaguely looked like my bag. It was right size, didn't see anything else looking like my bag in the luggage rack. So I said yes. So I got off the train, my next train was running late, so I I grabbed a coffee and sat down in the uh, waiting room, and my air tag pinged me to say I'd left my luggage behind. Yeah. I'm like, no, the luggage is here, so I look a bit closer. No, I'd done a typical blind thing, it wasn't my bag at all, it was somebody else's. So... Uh, I left that bag there, so whoever as it was could get it back quickly. I continued on my my journey and with the uh, fabulous air tag uh, and a wonderful wife, managed to get the bag back to uh, my hometown and then couriered down to me for that night because it had medical equipment in it so a rather embarrassing expensive blunder and i would welcome any uh, listener suggestions on how to ensure you have the right bag when you leave a train so hope that brought a little bit of a chuckle to people and uh, thanks for the great show as always Wow!
1: Oh, it, it's the worst feeling ever, right? I mean, I, oh, I've got a question. Did he just say I was he was cringing all the way through that?
2: He left the other bag, just left it there. Immediately realized that's not mine, just left it on the platform and got on the other train. Ah, <laughs> oh, they'll find it.
1: And That will have been destroyed. Um, yeah, well, you know, that's so. Uh, whatever. Goes. I, look, absolutely
2: understandable. Um, yes, I'll I tell you what I do is I never let the bag out of my hand when I'm sat on the train seat. I'm about eight foot in the air because i'm either sat on it or it's in between my (laughs) legs because of exactly that reason if i put it on the luggage rack it takes me ages to find it again so Mm.
1: um
2: no i just never let go of my bag it's always with me
1: yeah I, i was thinking about that because i do put my i usually put it overhead on the train um i'll get what i need out of it sometimes i won't sometimes unlike you i'll keep it close by especially if it's you know, if I've got a case with me, that's always the challenge. Um if you've got if you're traveling and you've got a case and you've got a bag, I'll tend to yeah, keep the absolutely. bag with me yeah. and then have the case somewhere else. But I, I have started doing this where I've been sticking braille labels on things, um, in particular on cases, because at least then I can find if it's mine. I know I mean it'd be very unusual if someone else had a braille sticker at that particular point, you know. <laughs> Stealing another blind person's back, stealing someone else's. But at least we'd find each other, right? Because the blind network would kick in. Yeah, of course. We all know each other. So blind fine. ear tags. Yeah, we all know each other, right? Just what you do is, it's not an ear tag that talks to another person. It's it's just another person. Well, that's what it comes down to.
2: You're absolutely <laughs> right. Some way to identify, right? And usually, it's the simplest way. Air tags are great, obviously, but yeah. you know, just simply something tied around the handle you know, that you can feel. I've been and thinking about this.
1: So that that did frighten me a little bit when when Tim said that. The first time I listened to that, I thought, oh, I thought What would happen if that? Ha-? That is my worst nightmare. I did it once. I left a I once left a bag, my laptop bag, in a taxi, and it had everything in it wallet phone laptop keys oh. everything was in there and the whole lot and I, i'd got out got, went on my journey and uh completely forgot and it, it was just honestly worst day of my life yep. and thankfully i got home because uh, I, was, I was i was dropped off at home the person came back with the bag and oh, oh god bless them about- It restores your faith in humanity. The
2: world is great. Our bags are always full of tech. So the likelihood is they're going to go missing.
1: (laughs) Straight to eBay. Um, (laughs) Listen, Tim, I get it. Uh, Any thoughts or suggestions, folks, please do. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on ways to ensure the bag is yours so you can differentiate it from others. And also, what do you do to make sure you don't lose stuff on the road? Interesting. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. What a really interesting show today. Lots of interesting topics and discussions. 1877-803-4567 is our number. We're back tomorrow with even more. a busy week this week. Google event coming up as well. Ho-ho! Sean, thank you. Catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part.